0: Welcome to another edition of Cocktails and Comics. I think we are on the sixth round. Round six. Round six. Yeah, well, boy, it's been quite... (laughs) There goes a Sam Adams as we speak. Uh, It is a a beautiful Friday night here, uh, at least in Minnesota. Spring has sprung, and... You know, the the air is, is nice, kids are outside playing and laughing, and, uh, you know, the world is just a little, little bit softer as we come out of winter, and speaking of soft people being joined by, I'm joined by John Hyatt. Say hello, John.
1: Hey there. We have, uh, our spring has been going for a while. We've already got roses blooming, and irises blooming, and
2: lemons are, like, ripe and ready to get picked so nice yeah, yeah my grass is not growing but my weeds are <laughs> <laughs> i had to get my uh, my lawnmower guy with a, a
3: axe to come in and clear it out uh, what's, one thing i don't miss is yard work <laughs> when you got a when you got a yard full of rocks is not a lot to do
0: yeah well you got snakes and spiders and everything else that can grow big 20 24 7
3: That's true
1: <laughs>
0: And that's a a good segue. So, hello, Tim Elliott. Hello. And hello, Brian Hughes. Hello. And, Brian, are you fully recovered after the whole Texas winter storms and your state literally being turned into an ice cube?
2: I, I was very fortunate not to really be affected by it that much. I mean, yeah, we had some cold days here at the house, but we never had a blackout. Uh, It comes from living on the same grid point as the hospital and the police Mm. station. So, um, you know, they keep the power on here as much as possible. Um, So, you know, I I didn't really suffer a whole lot. Now, that being said, there are a lot of people that had a lot of things happen. uh, And the the worst part that's happening now are people getting their electric bills. Because one of the things that's a, a big thing here is like Energy Ogre and other... Companies that will sit there and change your energy provider every time they find a a a lower rate. But what happens when you change those is that you're at the mercy of the rates that you know the the lowest rate that's thrown out there. You can't go back to Encore or TXU, and so there was that period where they were charging nine thousand dollars a kilowatt hour or some other exaggerated rate. So, all, you know, a lot of people here that had those variable things were get, seeing very large electric bills. Um, and mine, mm, I saw like about a fifty dollar uptick on mine for that versus what it normally is, you know, each year that month. Uh, well, I and- saw
0: one of the one <laughs> of the power companies in Texas is uh, declaring bankruptcy. Is that
2: <laughs> because they yeah. know
0: people aren't going to be able to pay those bills and
2: right exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Deregulation, yay! Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're not going to get into politics of deregulate deregulation. Uh, as you could tell, uh, I've had a couple drinks already, and we'll go around the horn and see what folks are drinking. So, Brian, what do you what do you got there for your uh, end of week I, beverage?
2: I've got another Red's Wicked Apple. It's the first mm-hmm. alcoholic beverage I've had in over a week because mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't drinking the last couple of days since I had I had my COVID vaccination on Tuesday. Um, and with a bunch of stuff going on this week, I pushed a little too hard. And so yesterday and, and today, I was not feeling my best, but I, I seemed to have sprung back and starting to feel better on my arms, not sore or anything. But I was having a bad time there for a little bit. It was my first Pfizer shot.
0: Yes, and and that's a, a perfect uh, intro to uh, you know the the states are are getting flooded with vaccine. I know here in Minnesota, the governor just said they're gonna he's gonna open it up to anybody sixteen and up that wants a vaccine, which is great. I think you know, other states are following suit. Nevada,
3: you know? yeah, we're doing that. I think at the the first of April or. Uh like a little bit after that it's anybody over 16 who wants a shot can come in and get a shot so
0: which is great my my wife put me on like 47 spoilage lists <laughs> um and i got my pfizer shot on thursday my wife got the the j and j the johnson and johnson uh i've heard that what we're in for brian is the the first shot like i had a headache a couple hours after getting it, but I felt okay. My arm is really sore uh, the day after. And, and you were saying, just wait a few more days <laughs> and mm-hmm. to see the full effects of this. My uh, my brother got the Johnson Johnson, which my brother and his fiance are considered essential. She works in retail stores, and my brother does. Um, he's in wireless, too, but he does store visits. So they f- fell under that essential umbrella. He got the J&J didn't have much of a side effect other than just the chills he said it was similar to like when you have the flu where you've got your sweatshirt on and sweatpants and you've got your comforter on but you're still shivering yeah and uh he took some Tylenol and he said you know the next day he felt fine my wife the same way she's just kind of tired today she said more than usual uh tim you got pfizer too
3: I got the Pfizer because I, I I wanted because I hate needles. I wanted the Johnson because it's a you know one shot. But, right, uh, like no 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 the the Pfizer has the highest success rate. It's like ninety six or ninety seven or something. So just I'm getting the Pfizer. So okay, so I went ahead and went with her to get that one. And and I have heard that the second shot sometimes will knock you out more than the first one. And John, did you already get a shot too?
1: I did I got Moderna.
0: Moderna. Okay. That's the same <clears throat> my, my dad got and my ninety-two-year-old grandpa got. And so far, my dad's due, I think, for his second shot in a week or so, no no side effects on that one at all. Like he didn't okay. say he felt anything. But there seems to be anecdotal research coming out saying the older you are, the less side effects you tend to get from these vaccines. The younger you are the more Interesting. Pro- you are to get, like, the headaches or not feeling well, you know, tired, kind of a, that kind of thing.
3: Well, well, when I, you guys, go sorry, well, when you guys went in, did you get a choice? Because we didn't think we'd get a choice, but when we went in, it's like, you can get Johnson going this line, you want Fizer you going this line. So we got to choose whichever one we wanted.
2: I came out in my doctor's office, and that was all they had. No, I, was at
3: or... the I was at the convention center with 5,000 other people. so
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a choice either. Like I said, my wife put me on those spoilage lists, and it's so funny. So Thursday was like, I don't want to say the day from H-E-L-L, but I was working. My wife was taking care of the kids. She had already had her shot scheduled for 11.15, so I took an hour off of work so she could leave go to the hospital where they were doing their shots, which she said was super efficient. They had like 12 stations all set up. So they were just, you know, running through people, giving them the vaccine. She comes back, does the rest of their virtual learning. I go back to work, get off work, go to a dentist appointment, come back, feed the kids. And my wife is giving me a haircut, which I found out from a, old receipt in my wallet the last time i had a professional haircut was february of 2020
3: <laughs> <Wow>.
0: <laughs> um, which i give all credit to my wife because i sent her a few youtube videos and i was like do you think you could cut my hair so i don't have to worry about getting the vid <laughs> you know, getting a haircut uh, but she's cutting my hair and she gets a call on her phone and it's the high V that's like five minutes down the road and they're like hey can you be here in a half an hour we have um a few shots left that, you know, if we don't give them to someone, right, they're going to be tossed out. So she is literally, she's done the clipper part of my hair and she's cut the guideline down the middle of my head. So I have like a reverse Mohawk down the middle of my head.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I had to throw a hat on and you know race to high V and, um, but yeah, no choice. It was just, and I honestly, I didn't care. It's like, just jab me with whatever, right? I, The most important thing to me was I don't want to get sick and end up in the hospital or die. So whatever you got, stick it. That's
3: my... that's that's how Fanula was. She was like, whatever. Because she basically didn't give me a choice. You know, it was like, no, I, I made our appointments. We're going to go get our shots. And I was like, okay. And that's the only way I can kind of get through a needle is by kind of thinking I have no choice because if I think I've got a choice I'll walk away. But if it, I treat it like <laughs> I, I got to do this, I got no choice then I can somehow I can psych myself up to get the shot. I didn't even feel it. I didn't either. I, mean, I barely felt it. The guy who gave me the shot was great. So, it's all psychological. I mean, I I realize, I know if I go in, it's going to be over in a second and yeah. it's, and I might got to go, "Oh, that was nothing." But it's the build up to it. Right. Then mm-hmm. every time I can't and I I think I'm getting better about it, but uh, you know, and we're lucky that, that because we work in the trade show industry, that's considered hospitality. Right. Yep. So we were able to get in, get our shots earlier.
2: I thought at your age, you'd still be considered.
3: Well, I was. Yeah. Uh, because of my age, I kept, they kind of baked those kind of lined up exactly, but Fanula could get hers at the same time because she's mm. in the trade show industry. So I said, yeah. And no, that's like, you know, just, you know, she's a child to...
2: compared to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: did you did you marry young younger she'll say that yes i did she's she's eight years younger than me whoa was that a big deal eight years
2: my wife's seven years younger than me well considering you were 10 and
0: she was two but that's fine
3: well that's when you (laughs) yeah when you think of it like that but no
0: (laughs) okay fine you were 20 and she was 12
3: Uh, how about you and your wife
0: uh we're eight months apart Oh, oh okay yeah see like,
3: normal people. Well, how about John? How about you and your husband? Who's older? Uh, he is by two months. Oh, see? Okay. Freaks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my mom is actually older than my dad, too, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I... I, And my wife said that there... And, I, and she wasn't sure if the lady at the hospital that was, like, the go-to person was either affiliated with the CDC or had some kind of accreditation from the CDC but they were like so I'll set the stage she said when she walked in they had a big like T stand thing that said today's vaccine is right and they had the Johnson Johnson thing there were people in line that were like oh I don't want the Johnson Johnson I want the Pfizer I want the good one and so this <laughs> this, this this lady would go up and she would have to talk to them and take them on a line and answer their questions and she said the three or four people that she saw every single time you know it my wife said it was great she wished she could have filmed it because she was just shutting down all this misinformation that these people were spouting uh about the Johnson Johnson vaccine and every time she heard her say you know like i'm sorry you know you were misinformed you know it's like I would encourage everybody, it doesn't matter what option you have, please just get it, because at the end of the day, all of them are very effective. All of them will keep you out of the hospital, and all of them will keep you from dying, and we can all get back to, to normal, hopefully, by summer.
3: Hopefully, yes, Yeah, or at least early fall. Oh,
0: Please let my children go back to school in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but I need an eight hour break from them.
2: Oh, man.
0: Well, I know today we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We had the Justice League Zack Snyder cut released last weekend, which uh, there was so much buildup for this on both sides of, of uh, you know, kind of the, the pre. Uh, release uh, camps, right? There was the, oh, it's going to be great. And then there was other contingent that was like, it's going to be crap. You know, there's no use watching it. We had, um, we talked about a little bit before the uh, WandaVision ended and we've got now the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I think we want to talk about those tonight. And if you haven't watched the Zack Snyder Justice League or finished WandaVision, or watched at least the first episode. I think the second one came out today of
3: Yes, it did. Hit. I watched Winter it. Soldier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pause now. Go watch that stuff and then come back to this episode because I would hate to be the one that spoiled it for you. And we're um, going to talk. About
3: well, I mean <laughs> there's not a lot of spoiling to I hate to say the Snyder cut because people who've seen the film, it's not like the film is drastically different, but oh i disagree but yeah uh, it is uh,
2: different but at, at the same time there's no uh, not a whole lot of events that you're going to spoil i think one or two events that you could spoil yeah
3: yeah
2: but uh, you know it's it the the thing that that i just find so interesting and and i posted this on facebook is is it seeing people are looking you know are, are, are looking back at the joss whedon one with kind of um darker colored glasses than they were when they saw it before. Because I I just remember a lot of people liking the lighter tone versus the previous Zack Snyder stuff. Liking the fact that, you know, the, the scenes that they have with Superman, he was actually Superman. You know, he wasn't this brooding and dark and he wasn't washed out. and You know, all these things that people complained about Zack Snyder for. And yet here we are a couple years later, the movies come out and, it you know, he's he's did wash the colors out a little bit. And of course, you know, we know what happened with Superman's costume and, you know, all, all that, you know, a lot of the humor was taken out that was that was thrown in there, some of which was, you know, cringeworthy, but not all of it was some of it was pretty decent. And yet people are talking about the Joss Whedon one like it is this rolling ter- festering turd that nobody
3: th- likes. I think, yeah, there's a there, there's, and Paul, I think Paul mentioned this, seems to, there seems to be a lot of retroactive opinions on uh, this movie. And it and it, it is kind of hard what to. People th- are retconning their opinions? Are you retconning? <laughs> <laughs> Comic book <laughs> stuff? No way. <laughs> Justice League uh, Reborn, Heroes Reborn. That's right. Uh, and I think it's hard to, you know, even watching it now, because if this had come out when he had released. When he wanted to release it. And I don't know if it would have been a four hour event then or if he would have trimmed it down some. But I think, from what I've
0: heard. That's a good pause. Hold on one second. So originally, his vision was for two movies. Mm -hmm. It was always meant to be two movies. Two movies. Mm -hmm. So there was going to be the the original Justice League, and then we'd have the sequel, which, if you haven't watched it yet, I'm surprised you're listening to this. The movie is the Joss Whedon cut, or Joss Whedon, Zack Snyder cut, is four hours and two minutes. And it's broken up into six chapters where he has a title card for each chapter. So uh, for someone that has kids like me, it actually worked out really well. You can watch until the next chapter break and then go, okay, that's good for tonight. (laughs) You know, and then go, you know, which... If you wanted to watch it like a series, you could. You could be like, okay, we're going to watch chapter one tonight, and tomorrow we'll watch chapter two. And well, originally three. I'd
3: heard it was going to be like a four-hour or a four-part, right? Uh, you know, uh, episode almost episodic, or you know, four-hour right. chunks um, on HBO. Then he decided right. just to release it as was, and and I I have heard, or, or I think I've read that there is kind of a natural break about the two-hour mark, and I think it's maybe when Superman shows up at. Uh, and talks to alfred
2: or maybe it's before
3: that but there's a natural kind of break where if you were going to break the film into two that's kind of where you would do it uh and i th- i think the because if this had come out back in what 2017 right and of course now we're 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 looking at it through one we've we've had three years of uh what some people call a toxic fandom you know screaming about the snyder cut so you've right. had that You've had uh, the the you know more of the story uh, coming out about what happened with with Snyder. You know, of course, he did have a family tragedy, uh, and I think the biggest thing is, what, what goes to your point, Brian, is in that time it has kind of been revealed that Josh Whedon is maybe not a nice guy, right? And I think that is is tainting a lot of oh I like this the Whedon I like the because people were so kind of soured on I think Man of Steel and. Uh, Batman v Superman, that when JLA came, or J, uh, Justice League came out, and what are you drinking over? Are you doing
0: your Blue Moon? Arnie no, drinking, thing or whatever. I'm, I'm drinking Jam-
3: Jameson and oh. uh, ginger ale. Oh, oh, there you go. I'm drinking some nice Irish whiskey. Uh, when so then it was, it was, it was lighter. It was kind of goofy, funny. It was more like a Marvel film, and I don't remember that many people complaining about it uh really because well well the, the <laughs> honestly I don't remember the kind of backlash that it was hearing from Superman Man of Steel and mustache Man, maybe Mustache. there was a lot was a of mustache of, humor well oh, there there that was the big back. thing we're talking oh. about then
0: the mustache thing and then the whole um you know the first half of the movie having a certain tone and then it just abruptly shifts like you can well, tell, right? Yeah, and almost up.
3: immediately, people were screaming about release the Snyder cut. That kind of became the prevailing uh, rant about it. Like you know, let's you know, the people that that like Zack Snyder were wanting, let's you know, we want his version instead of Wheaton's version. But I think it hasn't helped the fact that Whedon is, you know, whether they're true or not, I don't know if he is this kind of toxic you know, person, kind of a jerk, yeah, yeah, and kind of a you know, and he's abusive on set. That that's certainly tainted because you know before that, Weed was kind of was kind of uh, Wonder Boy. He was people raved about his films and how well. I mean, uh, he
2: gave us the Avengers.
3: Well, but even before that, Buffy. And, yeah, and but he, was, I mean, it, he, he got had,
2: screwed on Firefly, and and doesn't you know, mean that he's
3: not a dick though. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, you
0: yeah, there, know, <laughs> there's that whole you know kind of uh, blacklist thing in Hollywood, right? And so you wonder. Yeah. Where people reticent to come out and, and talk about their treatment from him,
2: but after yeah. Me Too, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this like... is
0: different, right? This is like, you know, he didn't he didn't grab my boob or my crotch or something, right? He, you know, he was just an, a complete ass.
2: Right.
0: Now there is some merit, and I have to say, uh, what's the the, uh, the actor that plays Cyborg? Ray, Ray Fisher. I kind of got tired of his constant bemoaning right yeah Yeah, about how he was mistreated and this and that and you know there wasn't a lot of facts coming forward but there is something but
2: being him is kind of like being Doug Williams you know Doug Williams was the quarterback for the Washington Redskins and Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he's the first black quarterback to go to a Super Bowl and it got so bad it was like getting asked the question how long have you been a black quarterback you know (laughs) (laughs) you know and and that's apocryphal you know i mean yeah that's not necessarily how that happened but you know the thing is is that once that comes about that's all anybody wants to talk about because all they want to talk about is the scan the possible scandal and and whatever they're gonna gonna try and drag everything out of right
3: they're gonna hit that and and i don't know i mean uh, i think more of his gripe seemed to come from and he was a lot of his uh his story was cut from the film a you lot. Know, he did it kinda, was like ninety
0: yeah. percent, and <laughs> that was that was one of my issues with the original cut, which I defended. I guess we'll call him the Whedon and, and Snyder cut. The Whedon cut, you know, I defended as it wasn't as bad as what people said at the time.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it was a relatively enjoyable movie, but my issue with it always was that it seemed like they just went from A to B to C to D. Right? It was just like so fast. And, there, you know, there was just missing connections between things. And when you watch...
2: it was a DC movie. That's the thing. And yes. every DC movie that we'd seen here, except for Wonder Woman... Right. ...was missing things.
3: Yeah. And, and but so... he was... But start, uh, Wade was also cutting down a four-hour movie. And, they, you know, he was doing what was told of him. He was told to take this four-hour movie and cut it down to two hours and make it lighter. Mm-hmm. So, wh- what you know, and I think we can all agree that, you know... Whedon seems to be a talented guy and maybe he was given an impossible task that nobody could uh, take. And he, one may, person. he may have been
0: if, if the, yeah. if the if studio said, Hey, we agreed to two movies, but now he's changed our mind and we're just going to do one. I will give him the benefit of the doubt, right? He, he pulled things together to make one as best he could coherent movie. But I will say this, when you watch the Snyder cut, it is a really enjoyable four hours. Like, I was afraid my wife was going to check out at some point, and she was more invested in it than I was.
1: I was afraid I was going to check out with a four-hour movie, <laughs> right? But we but watched it over a period of time, and and I loved the the chapter breaks. Those were great.
3: I I, I watched it through the whole. I i it's like when I once I kind of started watching, I wanted to watch all of it, so I sat and watched the whole thing Thursday night. But uh, so it was That's like hardcore. one in the morning. That's yeah, hardcore, Tim. Well, I wanted to, (laughs) I wanted to, and I, I think, and I wanted, I wanted, you know, you heard so much of this coming into it. People were like, approach it with, you know, because approach it with an open mind. Don't, don't have any preconceived ideas about, you know, and I, I said, if, if you hated the, if you didn't like, or if you don't like Zack Snyder, you're probably not going to like this. (laughs) If you, if, you know, if you're not a Snyder fan, you're not going to like this. I don't think it was going to change anybody's mind. Um, so I wasn't, I think I'm, I, I, I want to say I'm coming at it with an open mind because I don't, I'm not trying to dump on it.
0: I'm not as invested o- in it. Do you open mind or low expectations?
3: Well, my, more like no expectations because I'm not, <laughs> not, I'm not necessarily a Justice League fan. So I, don't, I haven't read enough of the comics to, for, for me to watch the film and go, that's not the way it should be. I just, I'm looking at it more as, you know, as a film, as a film make sense.
2: Prior to Jeff Johns, it doesn't resemble any Justice League I'd ever read.
0: Are you? And, oh, are you saying the movie was more like the New Fifty Two?
2: Oh, I'm just saying that that this is you know Jeff Johns' idea of what the Justice League would be. You know, well, when Brian, you talk suppos- about,
0: Brian, supposedly he's part of the problem too.
2: Well, so, and, and again, I'm not I'm not saying that's one thing or another. I mean, let, let's look at this from from a couple of <laughs> different aspects first. And when When I watch those movies, the Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then Justice League, um, you know, I've watched all of them over the years several times. You know, even though I've got issues with them, you know, I still, you know, when I get in in a mood to watch one, I wind up watching all three. And I don't find myself hating them. Now there's things I don't like about them. Um, I, I was... Uh, really disenchanted in Man of Steel by him killing Zod the way he did. I mean, they probably could have found a better way of doing it. He that saved that was, family, right? What?
0: He I understand. saved
2: that family. I understand. He had no I choice. Yeah, he couldn't just point his head to the ground, and he couldn't... Yeah, I, I understand you know, what, what you're saying there. Yeah. But, you know, in this one, the the ending part was so violent... And so oh my god is this how the justice league is supposed to be? Because well, you know you got and and I'm spoilers to anyone that hasn't watched it watch it now before you listen to this part because it wasn't Superman I am that, did
0: that. it was Wonder Woman.
2: Well, I mean and, it it, and Aquaman hair. don't forget Aquaman stabbing from behind. You know, <laughs> running the mean, guy and to Oh,
3: do back. you do you count the pair demons as being? I mean they're like stormtroopers. Do you really count them as being they're, they are I, dead. They're dead. They are they're, dead. They are dead. I, I, I dead think it was more violent. Of
2: the, the, the soldiers and people they've taken over. That's right. That's they are. So, right. Yeah, but they're,
3: you, you're, if you want to consider them like zombies and are mindless, it's one thing. Yeah. But let's let's talk about that opening scene with Wonder Woman where she is throwing these uh, terrorists against the wall and smashing <laughs> their heads. Oh, God. Yes. The and blood then she's. Markings. Yeah. And when she does the bracelet thing, I think she just vaporizes that guy, right? Pretty much. Well, you just see Something. his hat go he's something he's, he's you know, floating so. down it to was, the ground
0: you know what though but the barometer modern. the barometer of that is my wife and she was cheering because you, you know why that scene was so different in the original one mm-hmm. that it was in this version where you see wonder woman really plotting her attack and then she's going after the different she, goons. She let
2: people she let innocents die but i don't know how quickly she became aware of what was going on because right. those guys were killing people left and right from the very beginning. It, 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 it's definitely a much more violent movie. And was it rated R? Or was it PG-13? Or did it have I, a rating?
3: I didn't even look. I don't I, think it's... I don't know. There's one F-bomb at the very end but uh, from Batman. But There's a couple of F-bombs. You're allowed two Are F-bombs
2: bombs in a in a PG-13 movie as long as they're not talking about the act. That's right. Because Cyborg
0: has one, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So just just so people know, again, if you haven't seen it.
2: Rated R. It is rated R.
0: The Zack Snyder cut fills in all those gaps. So if you watch the Whedon cut where you were like, how did this happen? And what, how, you know, you're scratching your head. Like, how did they come up with that? All of that is filled in, in the Zack Snyder cut. Um, Cyborg has like 85% more screen time than he did in the original one and he he is like a key uh portion of this movie. I mean, he's like uh, the glue that kind of brings everything together and figures out a lot of the the difficult stuff.
3: Well, I've heard that they said he's like the heart of the film, but mm-hmm. to me it felt like they were trying to put Superman in that place because the you know, the the the, the main f- motivation for Batman's motivation, his agency is to get uh superman back right. so and when they finally well no uh, his
0: agent is main oh they get a team was, together Yeah. yes why right. did it's so did he
2: contradict himself though why did he contradict himself because i thought the whole resurrecting superman was all joss whedon and and the reason why i say that is at the very end of man of steel when you know Lois sitting there, she's throwing the the dirt on the casket as they're you know right. closing things up on it and going to credits. You see the dirt start to move, and,
3: and that is heartbeat. a
2: manifestation of his power. And you well, hear heart- a heartbeat. and you yeah. know that Superman is alive. And yet they got to go through all this crap, and they modified it a little bit for Was here it, to it, to it, bring him back. They, they shouldn't have had to. He should have been able to heal on his own, get the black costume. Speaking
0: of and, which. Do you yeah. think do you think Cyborg said no or go?
2: I think he said no.
3: To what you what you referring to? The
0: the vision he saw of what would happen if they resurrected Superman and, and if you haven't read the the Zack Snyder interviews kind of post the release so if you, if you've been living in a rock everybody's ecstatic about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League it's been, you know, went from like the fourth worst rated movie in the DC universe to like the third or the second highest rated now
2: and yet it's been watched less and streamed less than Wonder Woman 1984.
0: hey it had like two million views <laughs> in its first weekend okay that's pretty dang good for a four-hour movie
3: uh, well but let's it, it but meet, let's
0: eat Falcon and Winter Soldier but huh? let's
3: let's 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 qualify that David because a Transformers movie can make uh 500 million dollars so doesn't make it a good film. Oh, so don't even it's a good film, or <laughs> it's a good film or it's not a good film I don't think downloads has anything to do with it but No you're right right um, that,
2: that was that, I was the one that actually made that that statement and I threw that out there simply because people are arguing you know again people are arguing that that and it's stupid to argue whether a movie is good or bad based on the amount of downloads and watches and stuff well, This is like, this is actually like, enjoyable I I enjoyed watching it the ending really kind of threw me off but it's really? enjoyable, and I will watch this. Yeah, I mean, just the violence, the the, the bloodthirsty violence of it. It was like, you know, open the hole, stab him, chop the head off, throw the broken pieces there on the floor in front of Darkseid, and say, "Yeah, we're here," like Iron Man.
3: Well, I don't, or, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't. I mean, that's no. I mean, I don't really have a problem with. with yeah, the, I didn't I get it. It. That's no different than. <laughs> than thor trying to put his axe into thanos right right. um it's some of the other violence and and let's not forget that the the people that are praising this film and i'm not saying it's unjustified but they seem to have forgotten or some of the people that are that are kind of praising it are ones that kind of savaged man of steel and batman v super and that's what i'm talking about the retroactive uh critiquing of it it's like and some of it, I think, has to do with Zack Snyder's gained a lot of sympathy. One, he, you know, he had the thing with his daughter, which is which right. is terrible. And the fact that, you know, the, in, in the studio, the, you know, Warner Brothers, I guess, ran scared and he got rid of him. And then brought in Josh Whedon to kind of, they were doing all this damage control. So he was, yeah. he really was kind of screwed. And so the crew he's got really the this... really
2: liked him. The crew, the, the, the actors on the movie really liked working with him.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think There's that, all these I pictures that... coming out now, too, of them, like, having fun in the set and... You know, I think yeah. that's a
3: reflection. They're trying to contrast him with all these negative stories of <laughs> Whedon, who right. was, you know, apparently a tyrant on the on the set. Right. So, right. So uh, but, right there, the the film gets uh, kind of a, a boost up because it's like, oh, Snyder got screwed over, and now he's got his chance to, you know, present his film.
0: You know, that's the thing is,
3: he did got, get, right when I, when I when
0: I get done when I got done watching this, and and like John my wife and I watched it over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? We use those chapter breaks, you know, as to our advantage. And she was one of the ones that was like, Oh, I can't wait until the kids are in bed. Right. And we're going to watch this. When we got done with that movie, my first thought was Zack Snyder must be a, a true professional because after what he endured with the death of his daughter and then having Whedon come in and having that, Steaming pile of a movie compared to what we saw here released last week. I don't know how he didn't go off the deep end of like,
3: what did you do to my movie? Well, he said he's never seen the the Whedon. Yeah. Oh, or I he, hope he never does. He's never he's never watched it. Oh no, I think well, it's
2: time for him to do a comparison and contrast. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, that's uh, the thing that the thing that just gets me right now is the 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 people that. We're championing the Snyder Cut, they've kind of got this Batman 89 glow on them right now. And what I mean is, back in 1989, when, when Tim Burton's Batman came out, that summer, of course, was the summer of the bat. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing the bat symbol somewhere. I've seen people that shaved into their heads. And, you know, the movie circles? posters were, were all over. No, I'm just saying, yeah, well, <laughs> I worked at a mall in a in a in a very unusual place. And so yeah, I mean Clearly. we had some unusual <laughs> customers.
0: But hold on. We haven't heard from John for a while. John. John, are you alive? <laughs>
2: I'm
0: here. <laughs> well, you sound like that. I'm just like saying something.
2: that <laughs> when that summer happened, it was the first summer that the that the geeks and the nerds you know, it's like we won something because <laughs> this is the movie everybody wanted to see. This is a movie. Everybody was talking about this is a movie that was making all the money. And it was like, after all this time, people were recognizing that we were right. And that's what I'm getting from that segment right now. They're like, you know, we were right. Screw you. You know,
3: <laughs> well, it was... it, th- th- that's coming out of this too. The, the, you know, they're talking about that. It was all these toxic fans that screamed and hollered and petitioned to get the Snyder cut. And that sets a, a, a bad precedent because it, it's like, well, now now it's like they're starting a petition to restore the Snyderverse. I don't know if that means bring him back. So that oh, God, no. No, 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 no.
0: But listen, listen, Brian. So the original <laughs> the original intention that Snyder had was Injustice. that. Yep. So the second movie would be the hellscape the nightmare that we saw with Batman and Joker at the end where Darkseid has come to earth and ravaged the earth. And then the third movie would be flash going back in time and undoing it so that that didn't happen. And after seeing the Schneider cut, the man of steel, Batman V Superman you know and i'm not going to defend those but i can see his broader picture that he was mm-hmm. trying to to make or this this universe that he was trying to make right or wrong and i've defended wonder woman 84 as a wow thank god we've got a movie that my you know my 7 year old daughter can sit down and watch and i don't have to like cover her eyes mm-hmm. because it's too violent but i <sighs> On the other yeah, hand, you have
2: like... to cover eyes for pant, fanny packs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you, should, you should cover eyes for for film quality because that movie stinks. Uh. It, oh, <laughs> how
0: much time do we have? You know what? It's, <laughs> it's. I would defend eighty four as a. It's geared towards a younger audience, more in the vein of a Christopher Reeve Superman.
3: I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I I I, I see what you're saying. That she you
0: had could... sex with that guy without consent because once his face yeah, was yeah. in her his body. But yeah, well, body, yeah.
3: But... I I you know the thing
2: is, unless I'm stuck on an airplane, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch that movie again. That they are two. There, that's there are the two lowest to... praise I've ever given a movie.
0: they are two totally different movies, Brian. <laughs> I Wonder Woman, the original, is a fantastic movie, but it, it is very violent. Yes. Very violent. Dealing yeah. with serious issues that are not appropriate for a younger audience 84 a complete 180 from that
3: oh yeah but it, i think if they had done it more in the vein of shazam which is really lighthearted. i mean shazam mm-hmm. is pretty pretty i think would you consider that kid friendly
0: uh well outside of the language yes
3: okay Uh and Aquaman, to a certain extent, is you know it's maybe got some intense stuff with the battle at the end, but right. it's a little more lighthearted. But I was surprised that and I have read that even with the Snyder cut that we got, and I've heard that he had shot ninety percent of the film. So the only thing he knew he sh- the only thing new that he shot was the the epilogue part with uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Everything else was had he already shot really before he was yeah. yeah that's which what they say pre- before he was removed, which is pretty oh, staggering.
2: The thing is, and, and I've, I've got to call BS on that for one reason, and that is Ben Affleck. If you watch him throughout the movie, his weight just goes up and down and up and down. And it's very obvious from the chin waggle on the man. Uh, you know, sometimes he has got such a tight chin, straight jawline, and other times he looks like, you know, a turkey waiting to be, you know, basted.
0: <laughs> I think he was just that swole. Throughout the whole for the whole shooting of that movie and,
2: and maybe John he's retaining reg- water or whatever yeah. as the regular
0: no. uh, re- uh, expert on men's faces I don't hmm. I haven't seen anything on Snyder saying that he reshot anything with Affleck it was just I don't the
2: think, Leto yeah yeah
3: well obviously because I mean, guess... it was
2: other scenes that we had not seen before where you saw you know Bruce Wayne and then and then he just looked out of place compared to the other things it was it's like it was shot so out of order that you know he he just was physically different
0: John it did might you, have been John yeah. do you feel like Affleck's face got fatter and thinner throughout the
1: course I, of the movie I didn't notice I am listening to Brian say that and I'm like uh okay
3: I, um, I, but I didn't notice it in the Whedon version either I know there were you could tell if you put them side by side you can tell the, the weight difference or you know how he looks and I just I didn't honestly I wasn't I guess paying that close attention I will say that Batman in this one and I'll say this first off the bat that this is a better version than Waiden's version because mm-hmm. Waiden's is a, a Frankenstein version I mean it's it's for yes. a film that's been chopped up and he's added his you know he's trying to impose some of his stuff on it so it just doesn't work you know it's so schizophrenic when it comes to the tone and at least this one does feel like it's from a consistent tone. It's from one artist, and he kind of has a vision, whether you agree with it or not. Uh, it's Snyder's vision. Uh, and I think Batman is a little more... Uh, they've removed some of the humor, I think, that Whedon put in and some of the Aquaman humor. But some of the humor, I think, was that, that I thought was surely Whedon is still there. Some of the stuff with Flash and... and well,
2: you know, the, the whole thing about buying the bank, you know... Um, that seemed like it was a Whedon joke and yet it was kept in there except the last part of it was cut off.
0: Yeah, so Slater like a reflex. Slater me he did not use anything that Whedon shot.
2: Hmm, but yeah. but the thing is, did Whedon shoot around that scene and add more, just to add more dialogue? They said he
3: reshot, it? no, they said he reshot whole scenes just to add like a line. Okay. Like that. You know, they were showing some scenes when uh, when, when Bruce goes to meet uh, uh, Aquaman. There you go. Of course, that's all kind of turned around. And, oh, that um,
0: whole meeting was completely different from the original movie.
3: Hmm.
2: And yeah, I liked it,
0: other than the fact that he smashes the whiskey bottle on the yeah, on yeah. The beach yeah, 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 or whatever. That... I was like, what the hell? Why would you have broken glass all over? That doesn't seem yeah, these, very.
2: These people
3: have got to live here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just for when the water is about to hit is a big wave, so that glass is going to go everywhere, in the grass, <laughs> in the sand, whatever. Kid, he okay, started walking, well... and he was like, my feet you know what was the deal with uh with the the siren song at the water and, and, and that's oh, that's one of the thing that i did notice in this one In you know in in man of steel and in batman v superman Zack snyder did careful placement of music in there yes whether it was pearl jam or uh you know leonard cohen or uh, you know cover tunes or whatever and well, that's just that's it his worked thing. very kind of... well as that kind of rock video thing persona that he's got already but this one the music uh aside from the 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 soundtrack stuff that um uh, what's his name i can't remember did all the batman movies all the healthman uh, or uh no um golly it, it uh tina turner no one no one <laughs> No, it's not. Tina, uh, yeah, no. Tina Turner, uh, not Buck fully. Cherry. Uh, as far as the soundtrack goes, it was uh, all the, the same guy that did the Batman, the Man of Steel soundtrack. Bruce, Batman and, Superman. and it's it not was,
3: Giacona, It's not Giacona, is it? Or her... no, actually, it, actually, Madonna?
2: just says it is Junkie XL on this
3: one. Metallica, and
2: um, that's not who I. Was, oh, I uh, listen to
3: a Metallica. Version.
2: I was thinking of. Um, <laughs> And he also well, did. Well, arrow. Since we're
3: talking about music, Whitney Houston, uh, that that Debar. female chorus, that female chorus, he kept coming back to. I got real tired of that. In certain scenes, he'd have this kind of ah, kind of in the background of female, you know, like my rendition,
2: uh, and no, I get real do. tired of that. <laughs> Yeah, I was taking a Hans Zimmer, on.
3: look, look <laughs> you, out, Vienna Boys oh. Choir! I'll tell you that. Oh,
1: okay. We've
0: trampled over John a couple. John, you wanted to say something? Yes, John, from the, from the back of the, uh, the audience.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say that. Going way back, um, I like Affleck's Batman. I think he does a great job. I think he's a great Bruce Wayne and a good Batman. Um, one of the things that I kind of thought interesting was the um, the, the way that they kept or in this film how they kept a lot of the things that we've been seeing in the Arrowverse, such as the uh, Barry Allen's dad's in prison for killing his mom, but he really didn't do it, that kind of stuff. Well, uh, so flash I thought it
2: was paradox, just... isn't it? That That's from the Jeff Johns' run on The Flash. And oh, so both, from, of them, both of them both them draw from that. Yeah, Flashpoint and Paradox. Yeah, so I thought it
1: was just kind of interesting that they're sort of weaving in this, the tv universe uh the arrowverse uh sort of like how the marvel is weaving in their their um smaller screen i did
0: i did think john not to disagree with you i did think that that scene went on a little bit too long i was like i get it right you know like barry's like dad i'm gonna save you you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna help you
1: no i i i agree (laughs) I, i i i just Hey, Who I, I was that show. guy, by the way? I he
2: just think it was like interesting. Things. Things. That, that, that's that's into Billy Crudup. That's Dr. Manhattan from that's the watch. Dr. Manhattan, oh, yeah. Oh,
0: that's okay. But I couldn't place him.
2: he is not coming back for the Flash movie, though. And they've recast what? him. Yeah, they've recast him already with Ron Livingston. Really?
0: Why, not the, why not the guy from the Flash TV show? What What's his name? Yeah, well, that,
2: he's, the, he's John Wesley taken, Snipes? Yeah, about John Wesley Ship. Not Snipes.
3: Snipes. John Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should stop drinking.
0: No, no, you know why. This is called Cocktails and in comments.
3: Yeah, Heavy heavy on the cocktails. Right. Barry, uh, he's I'm your busy dad.
2: now on Stargirl because he's playing Jay Garrick on Stargirl.
3: All, right. <laughs> All I, can, I
0: can picture now is Barry Allen and his dad as Wesley Snipes.
3: <laughs> 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 and, and he's playing at his blade. He's got the sunglasses... And that kind of I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah, (laughs) very. Some flash is always
2: trying to run uphill. That's right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This
0: casting is colorblind.
2: Yeah.
3: Hey, I thought the I thought the 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 Snyder cut could be. I I still think it's too long. I think you could. You shut uh, up. (laughs) <laughs> you could trim it you could trim it down to a little you could trim 30 minutes easily and maybe a little more off this it's just every scene could oh. you snip a little bit off of it i could tell you uh,
2: exactly what to snip out of it
3: some and of the that, slow-mo you could snip that
2: bruce swain talking about the you know seeing just the flash in rip-off. his dream and you know anything <laughs> that that actually made you think about the injustice tie-in because what? Yeah, I, I, again, I, I think that that is just the the worst direction they they could have gone when Zack Snyder started that whole Injustice, you know, direction with the story back in Batman v Superman. It was, was a like, setup for the know, next a movie for, for later movie, but I don't want to see that movie ever. I've already played Injustice on the on the PlayStation.
0: Did you read the I comics? That, Did yes. you read the comics?
2: Yes. All and five you years. Know what? I'm tired and of Harley evil Quinn Superman. Version? The world Don't. doesn't need an evil Superman. I mean, that's what the whole Batman v. Superman was about, the fact he that he's not evil. evil.
0: He wasn't evil in those comics. Joker tricked him into killing Lois, and he snapped.
2: That's and became not the evil.
0: Same. No, that's not the same as becoming evil. He took a different stance that the world needed a strong leader to right the ship.
3: Well, that's, that's let's, let's, let me talk about Superman, because I think Superman is ba- really barely in this film. I don't think he's in it any more than he was in the, the Whedon, other than the fact he's in his um, black costume. And I think that is only to, they kind of hint that, is it cyborgs? You know, when they were trying to resurrect him, he's yes. like, this is not a good idea. That's, um, that's
0: what I was saying the, when he whispers for a second, and then it's like, no, uh, no, And it's like, wait, did he say no or did he <laughs> say go?
1: So I, I think was to, just wondering if, if apparently um, Stephen King does not exist in this, Era because they would have read Pet Cemetery by now.
2: <laughs> yeah, they did. no, there was no mention in Pet Cemetery that is apparently a Joss Whedon thing.
3: Well, and there was no, you know, there's, you know, you think somebody would have thought of, ooh, what if we created a super zombie? Um, well, but- it reminded me of the fact that, and I didn't even think about it
0: in this whole DCEU Superman doesn't have his Fortress of Solitude, does he?
3: It's the kind ship a, was supposed ship to be his was, fortress of solitude, right? That's what it was in Man of Steel, right? Because, yeah. and apparently in this one, it's still making him uniforms. Because when he walks up, yeah, oh, I love it's that. like so cool. it's like, well, what do you want to wear today? And just right. putting all these costumes out, and I, I, I felt <laughs> that they were by him picking the black one, that they were hinting that well, he's come back, but he's maybe not the Superman who who died, hinting at if you watch the, you know the, the epilogue, which obviously he's yeah. gone nuts and kind of taken over the, uh, taken over the planet. But I wanted to explore more of that because you don't other than the black suit, you don't get any really hint of that other than when he's kind of pounding on Steppenwolf. Well, and he's, that's where he's I, a little more vicious. I do
0: wish that they would have pulled from the comics or Snyder would have pulled from the comics and had what's his name, Kelix or Kelix, the robots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know come and get him because that's what happens in you know the doomsday arc the man of steel mm-hmm. superman crossover that whole arc is that they build the monument to him they bury superman and then Kelix comes and gets him brings him back puts him in that regeneration chamber and he gets the black suit because it would absorb more of the sun's rays to help yeah. him recover
3: faster right it had it had nothing to do with his kind of his right. mood it had right. to do exactly. with it was a survival suit Exactly. Uh, so I think he's just paying homage to that by going, "Oh, well, let's put him in a black suit," because, because the black and silver suit is awesome, by the way. <laughs> it looks cool, but <laughs> but you know, I argue don't put Superman in this film at all. He's not edited enough, and if and if Cyborg's the heart, and it feels like, well, was Cyborg the heart of it? Is it his story, or is it Superman's story? Because Superman, they bring him back, and then he. Doesn't decide if he wants, to, he wants to join them or not, and they go off on their own. Uh, I they don't like have Cyborg, him in it.
0: Cyborg is the brains of the story because he's the one that puts everything together as to what's happening. Superman is the reason for them being together. I would argue that Bruce is the heart of the movie because Wonder Woman's just Wonder Woman throughout the whole thing.
3: She doesn't really change. That's true, and Aquaman's Aquaman and the right. Flash is and the Flash is as irritating. Yeah. I, I really don't yeah. like Ezra Miller as a flash. He's super irritating. Um because I don't think that's the flash. I think he's playing some of the character, but uh, can we talk about that for a minute? So isn't yeah. it
0: weird isn't it weird that he's supposed to have gotten his powers? from a lab accident, right, where the lightning struck and he got hit by lightning and the chemicals at the same time and it created this, you know, um, reaction that gave him the connection to the Speed Force. How old is Barry Allen in this supposed to be? Like, 25? Like, he is not a CSI.
3: It's that old.
0: You know, he seems vastly under underpowered compared to the rest of his Justice League counterparts.
3: Well, they don't even explain his origin, do they? No, they don't no, explain. they're going to do
2: that in a new movie.
3: <laughs> well, but if he, but if he, if, if he's not the the police scientist yet, yet, how is he going to get his powers? And it, and and when he when he says he's going to college, he's going to get a criminal justice degree. That's not. I don't think that goes into forensics. Would you be a a forensic first and then join the police force? I don't know.
2: It didn't have to make sense. I just wanted to throw well, that in there.
3: I know they just you know. But I think he's, you know, he's one of the, uh, and I, you know, I've heard that he has more to do in this film than he did in the original film. He does. Uh, he gets more screen time. Uh, he's got they a They took bit a more, lot not, of
2: his stuff out, though. I mean, not
3: not as much as Cyborg, but
2: you know, that's one thing I did like from the first film. That whole save one person. Yeah, they were person. That was yeah. That was a good deal. line. That was really good in in the first one. They took that completely
3: out. Well, let me ask this: Why was, why does Amber Heard have a British accent in this film, and she doesn't in Aquaman, <laughs> or the Josh Whedon version?
2: Because <laughs> she was in court and she was tired of putting on the front.
3: That's right. Uh, Is that she's it? She's one hundred percent. I have
2: no idea. I have no idea. I mean. I the less I see of her, the better.
3: Well, okay, let's talk about that. Well, and Aquaman
0: is the one that feels like the odd man out throughout this whole movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: His attitude and just his posture, like, he's that person at the party where you would just be like, do you want to just go? Like, you don't really want to be here, do you? He just has this attitude throughout the whole thing. It actually grated on me. The longer the movie went on, I'm like, what is your deal? Why are you so angry? Well,
2: well he he, we played, up he in played, our trash in his home. He, played, <laughs> he, he He's plays. He's the one that. picking whiskey bottles. On the that's beachhead. right. I, yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, he uh, he, 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 he uh, can do it. It's his yard. It's when you do it. That, that, that well, that was, that
3: was that was that was that was the the shore. He was. That's when those women were singing that song. They were singing a song of shame because he busted that box. <laughs> That part was weird. Okay, am I the only one that thought that was kind no, of bad?
2: No, that's what I was saying earlier. Cut I mean, that there, out. there was We're music that she was all through, but <laughs> them the singing, uh, it, it, there was a lot of his music that he put in there that really just kind of was threw me off.
0: Well, and the fact that she was, like, staring at him, and, like, oh,
2: yeah. I was like, ugh. Hit her it, wasn't, it wasn't a happy song. I mean, he just came and brought him a whole bunch of haddock. <laughs> and, and and they're not happy, you know. She's sitting there singing a very sad, sad, twisted song.
0: While well, he saved the village by bringing the fish, plus plus yeah. twenty-five grand, by the way, from Bruce yeah. Wayne.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're trying to portray Aquaman as kind of a reluctant because he doesn't. He saves the guy from, you know, he saves the village. Yeah. He saves the guy whose ship is sinking, but he does. He does it kind of with a pissy attitude. It's like it's like, yeah, I saved you, but I'm not happy about it, you know. I don't want to save you, bro, but I did. <laughs> but, but, but I got to, you know. <laughs> I got you to, know? I got no choice. <laughs> I don't well, the belong scene, anywhere. The scene with, uh, that actually would be pretty smart if they played that up more. If they took it a little more seriously and he was kind of, I don't belong in either world, and he was more tormented by that and conflicted, mm-hmm. that could be a pretty good Aquaman story instead of having Aquabro, but... Uh,
0: no we need we need the <laughs> we need the brave and the bold animated series aquaman <laughs>
3: he's like Aha. the scene with william defoe uh that had to be an insert right because aquaman hadn't come out or headed no no it no. had not come out no so that had to be so that. so i had to be something new that he shot to kind of tie those uh films together
0: oh you mean when he was talking to him under the water and saying right you take your mother's met- your mother's trident
3: yeah, because we hadn't met. Uh, we hadn't. I mean, oh, Snyder's got that advantage that he's kind of got these. He's got. Uh, I, okay. He maybe Wonder I'm Woman maybe and... I'm
0: misremembering it. But when Aquaman took the trident from his father, didn't the the creatures from the deep come after him?
2: That, okay, he took the trident from his father in the movie as a way yeah. of taking. You know, basically, saying he's worthy of the throne. Right. When in in but the, he got the a Joss Whedon right? one, he asked uh, Mira for. He said, I, "I need a favor," and he basically got the the gold suit and the trident from her to save the Justice League. No, I you know, thought that
0: was his mother's trident. He didn't have
2: father's. a tr- he, he didn't have a trident until he got one from Merritt in the in right Atlanta. But I
3: thought I thought that was his mother's. You, you, it mean, may you,
2: have been, but they didn't say that in in the Joss Whedon version.
3: Right, because the one he got from his father was in the film, and that's after. Right,
2: Justice League. I just,
3: I just assumed he had his mother's.
0: You mean when he came bursting through the wall and held the water back? Yeah. So they could get away. Yeah, I just assumed that was his mother's trident that he had.
1: John, what do you Uh, think? I since they didn't (laughs) show us what was going on, I thought that he just somehow got his act together, grabbed, went down there and grabbed the trident and showed up with everyone, but. uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you that Aquaman was just kind of, <laughs> I hate to say this, a fish out of water, but, <laughs> um, you know, it yeah, was um I, I'm not quite sure what he really added. I mean, it seemed like as soon as he, they they brought him into the mix, you know, like Superman took him out right away or something. I was like, eh, okay. So you brought in a powerhouse to just get knocked around, um, and uh, and but I'm not really a fan of Aquaman anyway, either this <laughs> you, Aquaman or Blonde Aquaman with the orange shirt that can talk to fish.
2: Would you have preferred the seventh that they showed? Had had been the other other character? Do you even know who I'm talking about?
1: I wish I, I would like
2: to to bring in Green Lantern. Yeah, but what about when they when when it was revealed who General Swanwick was? Ooh, da da da.
1: I, I'm not a fan of that character that much anyway. Uh, yeah, Martian I, I don't see the fascination yeah. why everyone has to have him around. But, okay. <laughs> what are you yeah, talking
0: I... about? Martian Manhunter is the glue to the Justice League because he links them up telepathically so they can all communicate. He coordinates all of everything. I,
3: thought Cyborg, was, I thought Cyborg was a glue.
0: Uh, he's the brainy glue.
3: <laughs> he's the Martian Manhunter is the... The, uh, the emotional the, glue. The emotional glue. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I, I it's weird that, that he does a lot of setting up for making him film that he thinks that I don't. As far as I know, he's not going to go back to DC. He's going on to doing some no, other. No, the, there's stuff.
2: no continuation of the Snyderverse. Yeah, but he
3: so he leaves a lot. I think is what the fans. In, are in fact,
2: like. I think that what they're going to do is they're going to use the Flashpoint, the Flash movie, as a way of resetting so that they can have the younger Batman, you know, Robert uh-huh. Pattinson, and and all that, oh. and, you know, that's that's how you explain going from the older Batman to the younger one. Alright, who's so eating gonna,
0: a snack? That would work. Who's what? eating yeah, a snack right now? Uh, I'm pulling something. out
2: some Sweet Tart um, minis. I hear
0: rappers, I
2: hear James. Yeah, I, 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 I was opening up the drawer and, you know, pulling that, that out. Professional, Brian. <laughs> you
3: got something that gets wrapped, uh, David? <laughs> no, but I, I will say that I am disappointed
0: as someone who is a long time batman fan Mm -hmm. i I liked getting more of affleck which i guess he's getting a lot of praise for his portrayal because we get a ton more of him in the snyder cut
2: Mm -hmm.
0: he was really good and whatever happened between him and warner brothers is a huge disappointment to me you know I, i i just it makes me sad to think that we won't get whatever him and his writing partner that did like Argo and whatever. Chris Yeah, I think they would have made an amazing Batman film. And, I, and and maybe it's because I'm in my 40s, but I can understand his version of Batman, right? That I've been fighting crime for 15 years or whatever. Like, he's done. Like, he's so over, you know, constantly fighting the same bad guys.
3: Well, I think that's the problem. And I, I agree. I think you know, that's where everybody from Batman v Superman said that Affleck was the best part of that film. I think Snyder understands Batman and I think he 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 Affleck is good in the role and I think he's other than, you know, he does murder people left and right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he gets Superman at all. I know he says he likes Superman, but I don't think he I think no. he's missed the mark. And we've talked about that, that when yeah.
0: Superman is not your moral compass of your universe, something's broken.
3: Yeah. You know So that's why I thought this one could just don't put because, you think about it, if this was really going to be, if they were going to go into uh, Superman is evil, and that's, you know, we've got to prevent that, then that's just, he's, you know, he was, you know, he was kind of conflicted in Man of Steel, he was kind of a, a, a dick in Batman v Superman. <laughs> uh, and in this one, he's like... He's a resurrected he comes, dick. <laughs> yeah, he comes back, and he's, you know, he's still like, oh, I don't know what I want to do, and... It's like, where's, where's the happy Superman? You know, where's the... I mean, at least Whedon tried to put some of that in there. I mean, the, the, that was goofy with him and Flash, you know, saving all no. the people. That was stupid. But, but the race
2: at the end and then the little podcaster moment at the very beginning awful. were actually very fun moments.
0: Awful. awful. No, I,
2: I like the I liked the, the very Trash. beginning moment, actually, I liked a Trash. lot.
0: I'd literally like to just fart in my own mouth then watch it again. <laughs>
2: You didn't like
3: when you didn't like when he shows up and he says, I'm a what's he say, I'm a big believer in truth and justice or what does he say? It's yeah. um well big believer so in justice. Bad. It's so
0: bad. And the podcast part in the in the beginning is just awful. He I don't even want to go there. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight, Brian. I can't believe you brought that up again. I'm <laughs> well, gonna change subjects
2: on you, well, that just, doesn't right. work, yeah. It's 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 okay to change subjects at this point. Because yes. we've got so many other things to talk about. Please do. Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, um, and uh, what else? Where where are
0: you driving this car to, Brian? Where are we going?
2: <laughs> well, let's talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier for a moment. Mm-hmm. Now, have any of you watched the second episode?
0: No. I have not yet. Not yet.
2: There is a bomb dropped in that one that I was just, I, I mean, I, I'm pleased just punch that they did it. I'm glad they did it. I'm not surprised they did it after thinking about it, but it was just really awesome.
3: I think I know what it is. I, I've, I think I've seen some. I was on News of but I think they kind of blew the uh, the reveal. That being it's said, the thing. guy
2: that they showed as Captain, the new Captain America, they showed him at the very end of the last episode, oh. he looks like the old man from Up wearing a helmet. He's U.S. agent. He's not yeah. Captain America. Miss John Walker. But the guy they got playing him, I, know, I swear, he looks like a bonehead. He shouldn't smile with, without showing his teeth. Otherwise, he looks like he doesn't have any teeth. I mean, he looks like someone that that not isn't wearing their dentures. And yeah, their I, I, I thought
0: bit. maybe <laughs> that was some kind of artistic decision to draw contrast between him and Chris Evans, because obviously you've got America's ass.
3: You um, <laughs> got yes. America's jaw. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, that guy, and I'm not going to badmouth him, because obviously I just, we saw him at the end of the first episode, but yes, both my wife and I were like, herpaderp? Like, who is that guy?
2: (laughs) Well, the second episode, I'm not going to spoil anything, the second episode, the character that he portrays is not the John Walker that I was expecting. And I'll leave it at
0: that. I thought John Walker in the comics was just kind of a cocky, but, but he was strong and athletic like a Steve Rogers.
3: Yeah. And no, he, was. He, he, was. Met, he
0: met an untimely end, but
3: he, he kind of
0: fit
2: the mold of powers. a Steve he Rogers. Was, he was super strong. Right. He was stronger than Cap. And, um, be, you know, because he was enhanced. Him and his buddy.
3: But he wasn't like Bucky, a...
2: And then later they called him Battlestar.
3: But he wasn't like an arrogant goon. He wasn't somebody that they've hired to kind of take over... As kind of a, a figurehead, and and just he, yeah, he was cocky, but he's seen, you know, from the the West Coast episodes we've covered on uh, Acts of Vengeance. If you haven't downloaded your Acts of Vengeance podcast, go and do it right now.
0: <laughs> Super mega crossover.
3: That's well, right,
2: the the John Walker that that Mark Grunwald wrote in the Captain America run was he was Guy Gardner. Trying to be, you know, trying to that's take a, over Captain America. That's a good. That's a good, yeah. that's a good. Yeah, because yep.
3: Guy Gardner is a jerk, but he's not. He's not a bad but, guy.
2: But well, he was still a bad guy at, at first, and then when he was told, you know, we want you to be Captain America, he tried to live up to Cap's standard. He tried to live up to that, and and ultimately fell short. And so after the big Ooh, battle, you know, he Ryan. goes back to Steve and said, "Here, take back the shield, because only you can do it." Which, um, by
0: the way, that was the weird thing in that first episode. Which, so for the for those that uh, have haven't watched it, it is a bombastic episode. Like you've got Falcon flying through helicopters and blowing stuff up, and you got Red Wings zipping around. I mean, and a
2: bunch of guys in Rocky they, flying squirrels. They, they spent yeah. some money on that first yes, episode.
0: They spent big bucks, so it's definitely worth a watch. Now, um. I was confused as to how Sam donated the shield to the museum, and then literally like two minutes later in the show, this you know Jagoff has the shield and the Captain America outfit, which he clearly does not fit in. How, how did, did they did they put like a replica in the museum, or well,
3: even the even the the case they put it in was like a little quarter inch thick. A plexiglass box. I'm like, right. that's not going to keep anybody out. So, I think that's yeah. Gonna...
2: You, you figured the next day, Henry Peter Geirich showed up with a court order and said, "We're taking this and giving it to our new Captain America,"
0: or just Black Cat showed up and just stole it.
3: Well, hmm. I just I, I've only seen the first episode, so really, it's kind of hard to judge. I Me, mean, it looks I like the actors, I like the action, the, the the effects are pretty top rate. Uh, I just don't know where the... I know... Uh, I think Zemo's going to be the villain, right? And he pop up?
0: And Probably, since... Uh, I've seen him
3: in costume. I've seen a picture of him in costume.
0: Yeah, and as a comic shop owner, whenever you see a whole bunch of the same issues pop all of a sudden, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, somebody knows something, and they told somebody else, and yeah. it's like, oh, suddenly, you know, Cap, oh, what did I sell like that I've been, I've had for like, a year and a half, and, like, nobody cared. Uh, Cap, it was the first... Truth? Ap- appearance of uh, Arna Zoloff. Arna Zola? Oh. Okay. Yeah, something like that. And it was like, well, oh, that's weird. That suddenly showed. So, of course, I did a little investigating. It's like, oh, look at all these copies that have suddenly sold of this book. Um,
2: yeah, I, b- I bet you truth starts selling big time.
0: Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, that's give me in a uh, whole soapbox about leaks about what's coming and who's benefiting from that, at least in the comic world. But it was an enjoyable show, I will say that. I am very impressed yeah. with what you know Disney Marvel Studios is putting together and, and if you've read some of the interviews with the actors and producers are saying that their hope is what they can do is they'll have their big movie releases and then they'll have these little uh mini series like WandaVision Falcon Winter Soldier that will tie in to whatever the next movie is and I think we saw that with WandaVision which will lead into Doctor Strange and what is it the Thor. Well, no, it's the madness or whatever that.
3: The, multi- the, multi- 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 the multiverse of, of madness. madness. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. It sets, supposedly, it sets that up or at least plays into it, and I can totally see that. I don't know what they're going to do with The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, but I'm all for it. If we're going to get, you know, eight, nine episodes of virtually movie quality special effects and. You know, uh, screenplays and high caliber actors and actresses. Uh, that's good for me. I'll take it.
3: It it's good, but I think let's let's jump to WandaVision because we we really can't talk yeah. much more about um, Winter right. Soldier, right. and which everybody's watched all of WandaVision. I kind of burned through the last five episodes. Uh, it can be a little detrimental because that I felt at the end it was a little of. It was a little Iron Man two ish, where they're trying to cram some stuff in and kind of shoehorn some some stuff in because they had to establish it for so they could use later, and it's mainly uh, 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 Carol, not Carol Monroe. What's what's Captain Marvel's name? Monica um, Rambeau. Monica, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, you know of her having to, you know, give her powers, and. You know, ultimately, you know, again the spoilers for one division, you know, at the end Wanda gets called the Scarlet Witch, where she she kind of ascends and she gets all this extra power. Right. Uh, where she's using which seems to be, you know, real magic or some type of magic that almost she stole from uh Agatha Harkness. Because up to then she you know, her, her powers are kind of undefined. Her powers were I wave my hands and things move. That was her power. You know,
2: this goes back to uh, Age of Ultron, and I, I recently watched it um, again. And you know, the opening part with uh, Strucker and the other guy—it turns out, of course, they experimented with a ton of people, and the um, Hokey Pokey Loki stick, and they were the, the only what? ones to survive it. The <laughs> you know Loki scepter. Which had that, which had the the mind stone in it, and they were the only ones to survive the experimentation, to gain the powers that they did—his super speed, her uh, hexing, or whatever you want to call it. And what that is supposed to lead you to believe, at least in my mind, is that they were, you know, mutants or whatever you want to call the metas that already had some ability, maybe not had manifested itself yet. And the stone just like crystallized that and enhanced it, or gave them power beyond that. So that, yeah, she's got this hex ability, but she's got some other ability in there. Call it magic, call it whatever what you will.
3: Well, that's just it. The, even even the actual, if you read the the Wahatmu on Wanda, that she studied with Agatha Harkness, but she never mm-hmm. actually cast spells. She used the magic more to. Uh, refine her own powers and to kind of focus them so she could maybe control whatever kind of uh, the probability field was going to be a little better. It wasn't like she actually cast spells. She used it more as a like uh, like a uh, exercise or a, some place to, to you know to kind of hone her skills. And in this one it seems that she actually has now, because doesn't uh, don't they tell her that she has more power than the Sorcerer Supreme that's when they name drop uh, yeah, Steve Strange? So, yeah, I feel like they... Uh... And so I was a little, obs- I mean, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about them making Harkness a, uh, a villain or no. if you or if you want to call her a villain, she was the antagonist. Uh, and it, and it kind of, you know, the, the last episode or I guess the last episode kind of basically, you know, boiled down to kind of a fist fight. Uh, <laughs> so we could get Wanda where we wanted her and kind of Agatha's off the, she's kind of off the playing field, but she's still there. And we were able to get Vision as a White Vision. We kind of were able to bring him back, right? Um, so that later in a you know in a film, you know, you could see that coming when when Illusion Vision tells White Vision that you know, hey, <laughs> you're just, you're just as much as like I am. You're, you're my, a you're a real you're a real boy too. Are
0: you of the real Vision? Yeah, we're you're a boy real boy too. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Schrodinger's yeah. Vision, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> uh, you know, and Wanda basically you know and i'd say when she you know she's walking out of town and she's talking to to monica she's like giving her an apology she doesn't apologize to the town folks at all it's like you held them captive for i don't know how long and kind of they were kind of in a mental torture and she's like yeah they're still gonna hate me well yeah they probably do feel a little animosity towards you
0: you know at first you kind of once you get over the first two episodes where you're like, what the hell is going on here? And yeah. what is the show? You start to feel bad for Wanda, right? Like she's dealing with the grief of the, the death of Vision. Um, and and it was hard as a comic book reader because you had Wiccan and Speed, who are comic book characters. Um, you know, her two sons in the show, uh, who ultimately did not make it, right? They dissipated, which you know, a little tear from my eye. Um, you start to see her as the villain towards the end. Like like um, you were mentioning, Tim, you know, when the, mm-hmm. when the people snapped out of her spell, they were like, you know, oh my God, check on my kids. You know, or like, where am I? You know, like, oh my God, you know, like they're just so disoriented and they were fighting against what what Wanda had cast and it kind of puts her in a different light of like uh, is she really a good guy? You know like we get she's, that she's grieving but
3: does that set her do you think feel that sets her up if she comes back in a film that she can then redeem herself in that film for what she's kind of done and become kind of come back you know she's kind of gone to the dark side now. And in fact art uh, in Harkness one time say you don't know what you've done. Right. Uh knowing that she was going to become you know the scarlet witch some kind of um right like ancient evil or whatever it is um
0: i i don't know the last episode i kind of checked out you know when they were flying in the air and agatha harkness was supposed to be intimidating and i was like uh, you just look like somebody's mother flying around um with a really bad outfit on Mm -hmm. that that was my one knock against the show was that You know, Agatha Harkness never really presented much of a threat to Wanda. You know, there was no uh, imposing danger, you know, or like, oh, she's so evil. You know, like, you're not going to get out of this one, Wanda. Uh, Even when they were tussling in the air. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, that's my one knock, is it just didn't, you know, it wasn't really threatening. It wasn't, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, it wasn't scary. um, enough. I
3: think... I well, think up to then the episodes are pretty spark, especially like you say. If you watch the first two episodes, you're like, "What is this show?" Right, and then it slowly starts becoming something else. And I think it's pretty smartly written. And then the end, it's just it's just fisticuffs. It's just a yeah. big uh, a big battle with. And I will say the the who's the the guy of, of sword the head. The head guy that keeps trying to break into whatever his whatever his name is.
0: The guy that was kind of a jerk, the one they end up arresting at the end.
3: Yeah, he's like generic evil government white guy. I'm like, yeah. come on, we can do better than that. This yeah. is. And I thought he was gonna because when he's, he, he's when, the Peter Gyrich. <laughs> yeah, but you also have, had you had middle
0: twenties generic yeah, hacker girl Tyler
3: Haywood. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they just try to bring her in from uh, from Thor, but I mean. I thought when the flashback, when you see her going to visit the vision and I guess he was aware wherever shield custody or government custody and, and, Oh, that and was horrible. Right. there was a you know, it was, a, I was thinking homage to John Bernier where He's got him all kind of dissembled on yeah. the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, let, you know, she says, no, let, let her see what, what he is, you know? And she says, you know, he's, you know, one, she, he's like, well, he's got a billion dollars worth of uh, vibranium in him. Right. Well, we can't just let him go. You know, he's a, he could be considered a weapon. And he, he seems like he's a little more sympathetic towards her by letting her know. you you look and see what he is and kind of make up your mind that, look, you know, this is how he is. He can't right. go. He can't leave. But then he, then he kind of reverts back to, uh, no, I've got to get in there. I've got to kill her. I've got to, you know, I've got to be the <laughs> right. bad guy. I betrayed the government and, you know, so that Monica can arrest him and, uh, you know, and then... You know, certainly sets her up for her. I mean, I guess she'll maybe she'll show back up in the. the I Xbox did not Marvel.
0: like that whole. Oh well, Monica spent a lot of time around Captain Marvel, or whatever you know, whatever they said to to kind of make a bridge to her having abilities.
3: It's. Like, I don't know if that was it or if it was her. Think well, they kept saying when she was going through. You know, she was walking through the barrier and the. Um, the girl from Thor, the hacker girl, said, "Well, it rewrites your, it like it's like a transporter, it like it rewrites your yeah. DNA or whatever every time you go through. And you've been through like three times, so I th- I knew as soon as that happens, like, yep, this is how she gets her powers. Yeah. Um, and now, don't know, they don't even seem to be light powers. I'm not sure what they are. They're some kind of energy powers.
2: I, I may have said this before, but I really like to see a show where Jimmy Woo's character and uh, Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis." Do like an X Files in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> that could
3: they, be fun. they were they were a good tag team together. Yeah, yeah he, I like I like bringing him in. He was. Um, uh, I I just hate that they and this is all they can't fix any of it now. But uh, the fact that they can't use adamantium because they couldn't have it because the X Men were with 20th Century Fox, so vibranium became adamantium. They couldn't have mutants, so they substituted in humans. Yeah. So I think that's what you're talking about, Brian, with uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. They were the whatever the latent uh, Eugene is, or whatever, whatever his name was. Yeah. <laughs> is that that actor's real? Is that that actor's real name? I don't. know. I thought maybe that that they were they were saying he was the actor uh, that, that, was played, that played that uh, played Quicksilver to explain why he looks different.
0: See, and I thought that was kind of a cop-out, too, because he was such a good Quicksilver in the Mm -hmm. Fox,
2: you know,
0: X-Men. It would have been perfect to bridge that together, to be like, you know... They kind of did. They might... Your real brother.
3: Even though he's nothing like Quicksilver in the comic, he's... You know, Quicksilver, he really has a sense of humor.
2: (laughs) Well, neither, neither of them were like Quicksilver in the comic.
3: Well, you know... But the one for Age of is a little closer. He was kind of cold and protective of Wanda, and uh, he wouldn't—he uh, wouldn't right. wisecracking kind of. Um,
2: you didn't see that coming. Oh,
3: he's kind of a pro? He's kind of a pro too.
0: rhythmic sweet dreams are made of these. Mm-hmm. You know, montage of him saving all the X-Men.
3: Yeah, they had to revisit that and. Um, not Phoenix. Apocalypse. It was, apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse. Ugh. Mm-hmm. But um. Is that the kitchen scene? No, it's the scene where he the mansion's blowing up and he's saving everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one. And of... it, that's that's when havoc is like, oh yeah, havoc didn't get out. He's dead. Okay, well let, let's go on and do something else. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so dismissed so easily. Yeah. Uh, um, but overall, I, I mean, I liked it. Uh, I thought it it uh, it could have been it could have stayed with the weirdness and kind of ended that way without having ended with a big battle. I would have kind of wish they would have kind of embraced it more and just really done something different. But
0: Well, I, I will say this is the golden age of, first of all, like superhero content on the big and the small screen.
3: That's uh, a joke.
0: You know, the fact that we have, you know, between HBO max, right. With the justice league Schneider cut. And yes, I'm trying to wrap this up. Um, you get an amazing, you Know four hour plus extravaganza movie that's and what
3: then- this podcast is a four hour extravaganza.
0: <laughs> 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 oh,
1: that's how I made my first child. Uh, but I'm changing things that I was a little disappointed in was the um, the scar, she's the scarlet witch, like she's the yeah. phoenix. It's that whole thing, yeah. that aspect of things kind of into this, and yeah, the um, um. The whole Agatha Harkness, I mean, uh, I was like, uh, I guess I was resigned to, okay, they're going to make her not be the helpful, but I thought it would have been cool if at the end, when she was getting all of her powers leached out of her, that she did turn into the old lady. <laughs> you could bring in Jessica yeah. Tandy to be, if Jessica Tandy was still alive, she could be the new
2: Agatha uh, should be,
3: she'd be perfect for that. Now, or... been,
2: no, B. Arthur would have been perfect
3: right <clears throat> angelica, angelica houston could do it too and she's about the right age but i
1: thought it was i thought it's like oh maybe that's how they're going to bring in the the old lady uh, agatha harkness because early on when she was when she had the bunny she was uh petting it like agatha harkness always did ebony uh <laughs> the way she held her and scratched ebony's head so i mean, think that, that was pretty interesting of the actress to pull that out but uh, well, and, could, I, and
0: I'm with you, John. I thought when they had their battle, she would age. And that would be, you know, kind of the... She was using a spell to make her look more youthful or to be more youthful. Mm-hmm. And was disappointed we didn't... Like, uh, again, like it goes the goes
2: Witch in Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, it kind of goes back to the, you know, she really wasn't intimidating or scary. You know, as like the big bad.
3: Well, they should have dropped her as soon as she revealed that she was a witch when she has Wanda kind of down in the basement, that's when she could have, should have dropped her disguise and she should have been an older woman. Yes. Uh, and then she could have been that way through the rest of, the, you know, the, rest of the, the show. I think they might, if they want to take Wanda down a darker path in a, either a, another film, I guess, or in a film, maybe Doctor Strange, there may be a point where she feels she's kind of getting out of control and she will go back to Agatha and ask for, who seems to understand it more, and ask for guidance. You've got to help me. You know, I've lost control. I can't, you know, you've got to help me. And and she releases her from her kind of trance as being the the nosy neighbor. And she will then become her kind of mentor and maybe teach her so that Wanda can be, come back to the light side. Well, some people
0: have said that it's setting up uh, Wanda for House of M. Right? We got Mm. Civil War, and so is the next step in House of M, right? Where she...
2: Secret you Wars know, is next, though.
0: Spoiler alert! Right, she says no more mutants, and boom!
2: Right there.
3: But then we had to establish mutants first before she could say no more mutants. I mean...
2: do we? <laughs> I think the multiverse of madness, like the flashpoint, like we're talking about with Batman, yeah, multiverse yeah. of madness is going to open the door for mutants and and other you know other things, so that. We don't have to have a big explanation of why the Fantastic Four, and the X-Men all of a sudden exist on this Earth when they didn't. We're like right. well, it was, you know, Reed Richards, before during the whole Thanos saga.
3: <laughs> I want I Boom. want them to, to, to Home, watch it, To do the FF justice, they could bring them to into current continuity, as having been maybe off in space. They are explorers. They've been off in space. They haven't aged. They've come back, and then. We get their origin story, where it's set in the '60s. Uh, or they're in the
1: negative zone.
3: Well, that's even better. Uh, we haven't talked about the at the taser with the scroll.
0: Which, hmm. by the way, before I forget, so one of my favorite comics in the last few years has been Spider-Man: Life Story, where Spider-Man, we see him as he was, you know, with. Amazing Fantasy fifteen, Spider Man one, and then he ages real time. Mm-hmm. They are doing the same thing for the Fantastic Four, oh. which will be releasing in May as another six issue series where they're introduced as if as they were in the sixties, and real time passes.
3: I've read. Uh, I don't have all the issues, but I've read the first. I think have got four of the six issues. Because uh, Bagley's doing, did the art of the Spider-Man, didn't he? And it Bagley? was, uh, it was a, I believe so. Did the, was it who did the writing? Was it Chip? No.
0: I think it was Chip what, uh,
3: Yeah, who did? Who's writing the FF? Do you know?
0: I can tell you in just a minute. It is not Zadarski.
2: Well, while he's looking that up, I have to tell you guys that we have competition. And I'm posting into the little Facebook uh, messenger thing a link to a YouTube video from the this these three people. This guy reviews comic books with his two daughters, seven and ten years old. And today he released or he released yeah, a video today where he reviewed She Hulk number one.
3: The and, John Byrne or the yep, original John
2: Byrne. John Byrne. And those girls were all over it, man. They were all over it. We have competition now.
3: We okay, gotta take those little girls out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Kill them in the crib. I mean,
2: it's possible that they could, you know, be in the same vein as what's his name, Michael Fitzgerald Troy. That that's you know been posting things on our feed, and it's pretty good stuff. It, his latest one was uh, "Blood and Trenches" by John Byrne. Um, and he does he does these YouTube videos of them um i haven't been able to watch a whole lot of them because it's it's a lot of time you have to spend watching a video rather than just listening i mean i can listen while i'm driving or shopping or doing housework or you know but raising my son but you know this is you know too oh, much of your, an effort your,
3: your son's at the age he can he start raising himself you don't have to do anything else. oh dear god no <laughs> <laughs> he'll be driving soon won't
2: he um he uh he's two years away from driving There you go, and uh, he uh, is—he's at at, at an awkward age. You know, he's—he's really, really good, incredibly respectful. Everybody that meets him likes him, but if you set a pretty girl down in front of him, he loses his mind. He doesn't know what to be. Who to be? All the
0: blood flows down.
3: Yeah. You're to have that talk with him, Brian. I can't think anymore.
2: Oh, I've had a number of talks, especially this last week. I just, I wish I could share with you the
3: drama. The next, the next time we meet for Cocktails and Comments, bring him on. Cocktails we'll and Comments? Yeah, Cocktails <laughs> and Comments. Aren't we commenting on everything?
0: Uh, speaking of which, I just put Fantastic Four Life Story number one. In the uh, Facebook chat, it releases May 19th, and the writer is Mark Russell. Oh,
2: I don't know. difficulties, sorry.
0: Says, In the tradition of Spider Man life story and in celebration of the FF's 60th anniversary, comes this series setting the lives uh, of the fanta- fa- fabulous Foursome in real time across the years. Amid the backdrop of the Cold War and the space race, a terrible accident gives the Fantastic Four great powers a terrible secret, and entangles them in the history of their planet. I like these kind of one-off miniseries where it's like, what if,
2: you know,
0: insert hero here, aged in real time?
2: Well, it's like uh, Superman, Batman Generations. Hey, I got a plug.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, and you got it a day early. Did you already crack the seal on it?
2: Yes, I have, and I've been looking at it. My father-in-law comes walking in and sees it, and he goes, what's that? And so I'm showing him. No, what we're talking about is the Superman, Superman Batman Generations Omnibus that, of course, combines all three series. And I bought oh, it nicely oh. from David's online shop. What's mm-hmm. it called? What's it called? The something ferret?
0: <laughs> Thecomicferret.com.
2: Thecomicferret.com. And, <laughs> um, and
0: after all these years, you're like, what is it, ferret something?
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my, my father-in-law walks in. And he's sitting there looking at, looking at this, as I'm sitting there flipping through the pages. He goes, that looks really cool. I'd like to read that. And I'm sitting there looking at it, and I look at him, and I realize the only place he ever reads <laughs> is the bathroom. And I'm like, uh-uh, not going to happen. No way, uh-uh, no way, no house By your own.
3: <laughs> I, I, yeah. I guess I could let him have the trades. Tell him to take his filthy hands off of it.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. Look at his phone, like all the rest right. of us normals.
2: Our house just, you know, you you, you have to <clears throat> open all the windows every time. Good I'm guy. sorry,
0: you're not bringing the $75 omnibus no, into the chair. Uh, no, into the I, I,
2: I, I refuse to allow it.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's Good like on Seinfeld. You. you take it in there exactly. and it gets marked. It's your book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why that sounds like a perfect place to end tonight's cocktails and comics. Oh, Kurt <laughs> didn't
2: even get to join us. He so badly wanted to join us.
0: Yeah. Please don't read your omnibuses and trade paperbacks in the toilet.
2: <laughs> I would never ever do that. Uh, oh.
0: I, I do know people that do that and yeah, it it whenever you want to borrow something, it gives you pause for a minute. Like mm. Now
2: there is something <laughs> that we talked about before we actually started recording and would want to bring it up and that of course is you know we one of the things that we've been begging for in the past couple months is feedback because we had not gotten much in the the line of emails or facebook comments on our shows and or uh, comments on uh, apple podcast itunes and we did get one recently and we'll read it on the regular on the show proper but one of the comments that was made is that uh, on a recent episode, and it was the one with Gene Hendricks, where we were uh, talking about the Avengers issue, we spent an inordinate amount of time talking about Star Trek. And, I mean, it was, you know, Gene and I got locked in a conversation, and and, and Tim did, you know, get into it as well, talking about Star Trek fandom and all, and we, we probably went on for about 20 minutes. And... And it was a minor complaint that, you know, you know, we talked about something that had no bearing whatsoever on the rate of uh, the rest of the show. And, you know, I just it is just part and parcel of how we've done our podcast all these all these several years. You know, it's something that, you know, I, I, I don't see us changing. We might, you know, chop a little here and there if we can. But for the most part, the conversation is organic and continues on we're probably not going to cut it out of there it's just and, and, and if you've listened to us our previous shows you'll see that that, that happens quite a bit well, yeah, we always have very, a little
3: yeah yeah. we have a little banter at the beginning before we kind of get because it's i mean it, it feels a little bit like well we haven't seen each other for a while and you know honestly you know we haven't talked maybe for a week or two and it's just like what have you been up to well i've been up to this and you kind of chat back and forth and then you, okay let's just get on to the book and I don't, I mean, some podcasts do it, some don't. I don't have a problem that ones that do, If you, if ones that I, if I follow that do it, I can skip ahead to get to whatever they're covering. Uh, it doesn't bother me. So I don't, again, yeah, I agree, Brian. I don't think we're going to change. Mm-mm. I mean, I appreciate the feedback, but, you know, we kind of do the show the way we do it, and I don't like it to be too structured.
2: Right, right. I, and, and, you know, the thing is, listening to things that we're reading, things that we've heard from other fans and listening to things that other podcasters have told us. We're kind of like the tomato soup of podcasts. We're comfort food. You know, we're, we're something that they always know what they can get from us, and that's why they keep coming back. So, yeah, Sounds like my wife.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't see much of a
2: reason to change. but
3: We're the cozy blanket of podcasts. That's We are the knit sweater... Of That's right.
2: <laughs> that should be a, a, a like a category for a podcasting. Or the Ascan
3: podcasting. We're the Afghan of podcasts.
1: We're the spandex costumes of of podcasts.
2: We're the <laughs> snuggie
1: <laughs> of podcasts.
2: We took it too far. Not forward.
1: quite sure back, what it is. Back, yeah, it, how up, Dr. P's P's back it, it up, Doctor P's and crowns. David,
0: Quiet. <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
3: too. David is decompressing. He's had a hard week.
0: I have had a very hard week. But you know, one thing I don't have to worry about is that I don't have to worry about getting the vid now. Well, in two weeks I won't worry real getting the vid. Until then, no licking door handles.
3: That's right.
2: There's <laughs> and of course the Quantum Cast run by Gene Hendricks is also a part of that. And I forgot to put that in the notes last night when I posted the show and Gene's upset but yeah. um we're all we're also doing a crossover with uh back to the bins on the uh Superboy story and uh you know
3: yeah, with, why don't john uh,
0: and i ever get to be a part of that by the way
3: huh you, you haven't made it to that tier level yet yeah
2: yeah
3: you gotta buy you to in. Sell, it's you like you have to sell, like get a
2: thousand subscriptions that's right and, you, you gotta know. buy in yeah mm-hmm.
0: john now we know our place we're the side chicks
2: <laughs> Hey, we'll just have to come up with our own
1: stuff then. We'll show them. <laughs> so, hey, no, I we'll start
0: I, second I... degree burn with
3: John and David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I you know I mentioned our text, but I want to mention it publicly that you know you guys have done the two Wolverine books with Kirk, and mm-hmm. you guys have done a great job. I've had a yes. lot of fun editing them, and you it's you know you don't drown on like we do. You kind of get to the point, and it's a lively conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Hey, tell us about this Axe of Vengeance
1: thing. Since this will probably come out uh, right, right as Acts of Vengeance is finishing, um, what's all that about? What's going on? What crossovers
2: are happening with that?
0: <laughs> that is a really lame softball, but good job, John.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tim, you want to get that one? Yeah, it's a. Uh, That's was it? Dream Debt by Derek Crab? Yeah. Okay, if it's his brainchild, it's is
0: uh, it Crab because when I see it on Facebook, it's like C R A B B. Like E, it looks like crabby.
2: Derek Wayne Crab. At least that's what he says.
3: He says crab. Okay, on fanhole so podcast. It's not, yeah. Okay, not he <laughs> uh, <laughs> It is not French.
2: <laughs> anyway, that is be French,
3: but he chooses not to be. That's so S. Like, Weep. It's like Mrs. Bucket if you ever watched uh, that show. <laughs> um, it's bouquet. That's oh. right. <laughs> Acts of Vengeance is a, was a big company-wide Marvel crossover where all the bad guys switched superheroes. And you know, Loki was ultimately behind it. Spoiler, who, was the, sorry.
2: Who, who was the brainchild of that crossover event?
3: <laughs> that was uh, Mr. John Byrne. Ah! The guy that we sometimes cover mm-hmm. uh, in between cocktails. Uh, and so Derek wanted to get a bunch of fellow podcasters out to cover all the issues. I think there were about 60 issues, I think, or more through the whole crossover. So we've been covering the West Coast Avengers uh, run, and Kirk and John and David covered the two Wolverine uh, issues, and there's a whole slew. There's about a dozen podcasts that are covering uh, all the other... I don't think... Is everything being covered?
2: Or just the majority? The majority. I don't think everything and...
3: is being covered. Yeah, yeah, covered. it's but...
2: funny because I was listening to one podcast where... They were reading Iron Man books that had the seal on it, but
3: nothing really. Happened, it? it was
2: the ones where where Doom and um, Iron Man went to the future with with uh, King Arthur. You know, it was a continuation of the yeah. the Doom Quest from one fifty, and uh, mm. you really couldn't call that Axe of Vengeance since they'd met before, but it had the Axe of Vengeance label on it.
3: Well, a lot of a lot of met very little. It had like a page or a panel, even though they put that. Uh, kind of like our old banner, banner on it. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of crossover um, with that, other than just that he fought somebody he hadn't fought before. But um, so that's a big uh, crossover that we're a part of, and you know we want to thank Derek for for inviting us.
2: Yeah, because uh, I and, think the burn issues are pretty much all central, the central part of it, the core of it all.
3: Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, the the hmm. one we're gonna release our next one will kind of wraps up the story. Mm-hmm. I think there's like an epilogue in FF or something. But I think Avengers ours kind Spotlight, of, I think. That's it, yeah. And that may be by. Uh, uh, is Ben's doing any spotlights for this, or is it? Just, uh, they've already
2: done theirs. There's others doing doing those, and and yeah, and and I really, you know, it's funny because it's like next to the the burn stuff. I think I like the stuff that Dwayne McDuffie wrote. During during the Acts of Vengeance, and he was doing most of the Avengers spotlights and other and other things. Mm-hmm. I think he was also writing some of the quantum ca- uh, not quantum cast but quasar stuff. I could be yeah. wrong though
3: So uh, long story short uh, too late. Unlike, unlike, unlike this podcast uh, <laughs> you know if you like us, then Welcome listen to, to the Snyder uh, cup podcast That's <laughs> <laughs> right. We, we had it we took a meeting with Zach this morning and he said, boys <laughs> what you need to do is have a four-hour podcast. That's what the fans have been clamoring for? You guys don't even give them what they want. But this this guest at a four by three ratio.
2: (laughs) Did they ever say why? I mean, they say IMAX, but what's the real reason? Is it to prevent them from splicing it all together the
3: I think so
0: Snyder said it's because he likes the way that the heroes are framed? In that four by three aspect ratio, and you can see it when you watch it, you know, that they're larger than life in the smaller aspect ratio. Yeah,
3: but I don't know, could have been worse, could have been panda scan. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm five drinks in, plus panda
2: scan, basically.
0: (laughs) He can tell me it's because that way he didn't have to edit out Cavill's uh mustache, and I'd be like, okay, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) right, John.
3: John, John has been off John has been awfully quiet this year.
0: He's super quiet. While he's writing up our business proposal, proposal for second degree burn. Oh, that's okay. right.
3: I'm working on it right now. David. Work, second he's degree. On, he's working on a logo. He's working on. <laughs> on, the... <laughs> <laughs> on merch. Is, <laughs> isn't it just like a blister? He's, or... worked, he's working on your mission statement. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> our three-year growth plan. No, you guys have been chatting a lot about a lot of
2: stuff. So, well,
3: let's be honest about this. If if you guys are gonna break off, there's three of you. You need to be third degree burn, and Brian and I will be two degree burn.
2: <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! We started this thing in the first place. I'm That's calling It always so. happens.
3: Or we can be first degree burn. We're like a hospital takeover. It's not funny. I
2: mean, third degree burn is funny, like the B sharps on The Simpsons. <laughs> you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I always thought if we did, like, if you we were to do, like, a solo show, like, Brian, you want to do a show just by yourself, mm-hmm. you could call it First Degree Burn. <laughs> one, de-
0: one Degree Burn? One Degree Burn. Like 98 Degrees from the that's 90s, right. um, pop group.
3: Hey, that's better than, when we were coming up with ideas, one of my ideas was we were going to call ourselves the Torchbearers, because of Burn, Torchbearers. Oof. Oof. Is that too that that's that
0: too that's too uh, subtle? Well, I sorry, I was just thinking of John because we've always said that the cocktails and comics is like if we were sitting at a booth at like TGI Fridays. I feel like John is like the wife that is stuck between like the the three bros and just sitting there, you know, casually sipping on her wine through like two hours of comic talk and just
3: constantly looking at her
1: watch. Yeah, when are we gonna leave? Checking Facebook. I'm just observant. That's all. I, I just like to. I like to listen and observe. And I just when I say something, it's because I really want to push in and say something. And, but otherwise, I let you all make fools of yourselves.
3: And we're we're constantly ordering more drinks. And he's like, "No, no, we got to go. Don't yeah, get it's any time, more. Time to go home. It's right. time to go home. You've got that's to a, get up early tomorrow. Yeah, that's
0: enough." We are getting in our Toyota Camry and we are driving home <laughs> to our sensible house in the suburbs. And you're sleeping on the
2: couch in see. the suburbs. And Western. not seeing your beige Volvo.
0: <laughs> you are not getting a handy tonight.
2: Oh. <laughs> All
3: right. That, that's that's a time to hit it right there. <laughs> I feel
2: like you got slapped. <laughs>
0: For those that have been married for a long time, you get it. You get it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Well, I think we have uh, we've exhausted all of our uh, opinions, comments, and jocularities. Humor so. and <laughs> <red> common sense. <laughs> and I've exhausted my alcohol. So I think it's um <laughs> time so to uh, it, yeah. So I wanna thank everybody for it. if you've if you've made it this far, God bless you. And you I have wanna thank <laughs> Thank you for uh, uh, for downloading and listening, and for uh, cocktails and comments. Comments, <laughs> cocktails and comics. Blow oh Go ahead. Cocktails and comics. My name is Hey, hey! Don't make don't make fun. Um, this is a non-bullying podcast.
0: That is true. I apologize for That's my right. actions. I see That's you. Right. I feel you. I understand right.
3: you. I'm writing your up your... Uh, that's right. I'm writing up your uh, cancellation papers right now.
0: Um, I go on Getting a on social media. Counseling notice first, okay? You need to progress <laughs> me through the discipline steps.
3: No. You're just out of here. No <laughs> no, uh, no decision day. Nothing. That's how, that's how we work at Third Degree Bar. I want my union rep. John! <laughs> hey. I...
1: I, I we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about this offline
3: now.
1: We'll fix this. <laughs> <laughs> mystery, All right, everybody. The, the I, think, um, yeah.
3: here. <laughs> well. I think that's. Uh, I think we can sign off. So yeah, let's sign. Our third off. degree burn. I want to say thanks, everybody. I want to thanks for you guys for hanging out. It's always a blast to get together on a Friday after a long week. Uh, have a few adult beverages and just BS about stuff. Um, So, for Third Degree Burn, I am Tim Elliott.
1: (laughs) I'm Brian Hughes. John Hyatt. Dave Thompson.
0: (laughs) Why did you say that name?
3: (laughs) And we're out. Thanks for listening.
1: just want to watch the world burn.
0: Hello, anybody else here? Hello, guys? Guys, aren't we getting together to do this review? I'm ready to go. Guys, aren't we doing the commentary on the movie today? Hello, I guess they're not coming.